Welcome to old school. We're gonna kick things old school off right about now. This is the Young Turks. Hello, everybody. I am Ben Glebe. We have quite the panel in store for you right now. You know how old school goes. It's the least structured of all the Young Turks shows, which makes it the most fun. It's a live wire. You never know what's gonna go down. Uh, I'm very excited to introduce the two fine human beings that will be joining me today. We've got J.R. Jackson, host of the Watch List with JR Jackson live Mondays through Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 Eastern on all platforms. And Ray Vaughn, a host of Reactions on Twitch Thursdays at 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern. And uh, that's the goods. JR, Ray Vaughn, what's up? What's going on? What's going on, you guys? How you feeling? Good, happy to be here, Monday it night. Been, <laughs> it has been some time since I've been on old school and um, whose fault that is is mine. Because our lovely producer always asks me to be on and I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, uh-huh, uh, maybe um, maybe tomorrow, next week. Uh, but I'm glad I'm here for this one, I, I, just as we were even gonna start this. We were just chatting up, uh, laughing a little bit before we jumped on. And I was like, you know what, this is gonna be a good show. I'm just saying it's gonna be a good it's show. We got just ben, the we got stories right. pre-show were already next level. We were talking about life party stories. And oh, if God. you want, you can re retell any of yours, but I'll start <laughs> with one of mine. Once at a fraternity party in college, see, I went to UC San Diego and we had a very lame fraternity situation, sorority situation, because we're not allowed to have houses on campus. But my fraternity had one off campus on a 12 acre ranch. So we threw pretty epic parties Jeez. and they were never <laughs> up because we were surrounded by 12 acres of ranch land. One of our parties one time was broken up by police helicopter oh, above wow. was the only way they could really get to us. So that was a pretty solid one. Can was anybody top that? You making too much noise in the middle of a 12 acre field? We were, we were. it was like 600 people, there was a lot of noise and the angry belligerent rancher came up on his horses with a shotgun and said, if you all don't quiet down, we're gonna have to take things into our own hands. And we ignored that. We're like, we don't care, run our property. <laughs> and so the wow. police had to descend the copters. Oh my God. <laughs> UC San Diego, right? Yeah. My parents live in San Diego. I've been by through UC San Diego many times. Um, I had no idea this is access to 12 acres of land, number one, or that I assume uh, San Diego Police Department was hovering over the top of your heads telling you to shut up. Um, but uh, no, I, I really thought the LAPD was gonna be the biggest problem because I went I went to school here in this city. And uh, no, the, the apparently there was never helicopters over our buildings telling us to stop. They just showed up with guns. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a more direct way to do it. It's very hard <laughs> to stop a party from a helicopter. You can shine a light and you can just tell people, please stop. But unless you're gonna land on the roof and descend on or descend on rappel wires, you don't have much option in the way of enforcing it really. If nothing, it's the dance floor where the light is. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's I also have another UC San Diego helicopter thing I just remembered now. I was shooting a short <laughs> film in college and there's a, a, a closed off airspace above our campus. You're not allowed to obviously fly anything, but I was shooting a short film it was a parody of American Beauty called American Booty. And I needed to replicate the shot over the city in the beginning. And a buddy of mine worked for a helicopter company and he's I got him to, as a favor, fly overhead and he's about to cross in the airspace. And he says to me, uh, we just got word this is restricted airspace. We can't fly over, can't get your shot unless you authorize it. And I was like, oh, do it, do it. And over the campus and got the shot. And then you 
paid what price? <laughs> no, this was pre 9-11. So I guess the punishment then for flying restricted airspace was, please don't do that again. <laughs> Catch the, the, the chopper and I was all good. Those were simpler times. They were. They were. Um, now, what kind of movie did you say American Booty was? Because I'm not sure if we should. I was, I was like, is that, a, I'm sorry, was this a, a, a short porn film that you were making. No, I, I wish I was that professional in college. <laughs> uh, no, it was, I would make a spoof every year of the big film of the year. So American Beauty won the Oscar that year. Mm -hmm. And I did American Booty, which put all the characters in college. And they were doing the eternal college uh, meaning of life back then, which is just trying to get laid. And so the characters were trying to get a little booty for themselves. and. And uh, that explains that. Type. So what you're saying is you understood <laughs> something about that movie because I watched it and um, I was like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I think I was what? What year did that come out? I don't want to try and date you to talk about when you were in college, but it's not uh, good. Right around 2000, I think 99. Yeah, I was thinking like 99 or something, right? Anyways, um, I left and I went. There's definitely something that's a meaning to this movie that I didn't get because I was getting very upset that uh, is it Kevin Spacey was in there, right? Mm -hmm. Said Kevin Spacey was about five seconds. Spoiler alert, everyone um, was about five seconds from jumping on this high school aged girl, and I was like, "What am I watching? Is this a short porn film done by Ben Glee?" It's <laughs> <laughs> the message: don't don't try to have sex with your daughter's friends. That was one of the messages. The other message was plastic bags can be very beautiful when they're totally. cut to win. Which moved Absolutely. me for years. Did you <laughs> like that movie, Ravana? I was gonna guess about whether or not she I've saw never, it. I've, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I was two years old when it came out. So <laughs> go back to still, the still haven't seen it, no. Fair enough. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. I hated that movie. <laughs> I mean, just from this Fair description, enough. I think instead of watching it, I will watch American Booty. <laughs> I will send it to you. I'll have to upload it. Find it on like a little mini DV tape somewhere. <laughs> pay for a conversion company and then send it to you. Right. I'll, I'll be on the lookout for it. Which brings to mind a question I wanted to ask both of you too, because I'm curious. The show is old school. And I'm curious what each of you were like when you were younger and like how similar you are to how you are now, or are you a very different person? Like in what ways? Like what, what ways were you the same? What have, what's changed about you? Let's start with Jr. Oh yeah, Ravana, <laughs> you, you, you let Ravana think about this because. Yep. Uh, well, okay. Um, trying to think about how ways to not completely reveal the worst things about myself currently. <laughs> I'm still telling. Just do it like I do it and reveal them. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is a good one. This is a good aspect. This is a small aspect of my of my personality. Um, I'm a lot more chill now than I used to be. There's a big difference, at least. As a kid, I was high strung. Um. I was on edge. I threw tantrums. I got four older siblings, so maybe that was a part of it, um, because I was playing my role as the youngest child. And as the youngest child, you have to be an absolute pain in the ass. So I fulfilled <laughs> that role, especially when my parents weren't there, because I didn't do anything. And my parents were on. They laid down the law. Are you kidding me? Spankings were a thing. So, um, whenever like my older sister is nine years older than me, so it was very simple. When I'm six years old, she can be babysitting me. Easy teenager, right? Except I was a terror. And I don't really know why. Like I have a 10 year old kid right now. He is nothing like me as far as personality. He looks a lot like me, but nothing like me personality wise. He's chill. He doesn't like being around a bunch of people all the time. Um, if something's bugging him, he just keeps it inside. I would explode. So much so that when I, again, I've told you guys college stories. Uh, when I was probably 
20, 21 in college. I was still not throwing tantrums, but I had a quick short fuse. I would get angry really, really fast. Like you got like one chance and after that I'm just like blowing up. And one day my brother, after I got mad at someone, these were good reasons, first of all. I got <laughs> mad at someone. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the reasons, I was too mad. Um, so I heard him like he wasn't trying to tell me this. Again, my brother, three years older than me, grown up with me. Uh, he leaned over to one of my friends and he said, he's got a serious temper, doesn't he? And I was like, do I? Do I really? So um, I was like, well, let me change the way I approach things. Let me change the way that I, I get involved with arguments and disagreements. And I literally made a decision that day to chill out. Cuz it was probably gonna lead to high blood pressure and heart attacks if I kept going that route. So I was I was way crazier as far as like, I didn't contain my energy and emotions as much as I do now. So now if I'm mad at you, I just kinda get quiet. <laughs> was that a straight line for you? Was it a line in the sand you decided and you quit? Yeah. Or, or was that a process that you had, you, you had a bunch of missteps for a couple of years? It was that day. I honestly, I made that decision that day and I was like, this is gonna be really hard, I can't do this. And I kind of chilled out. Of course, I've gotten upset since then. But my response in getting upset wasn't as, let's make this scene. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And now if I make a scene, it's cuz I'm just trying to embarrass the person that's with me. You know, <laughs> if someone in like the grocery store or gas station comes at me sideways and they don't wanna really be um, seen in coming at me sideways, then I make a bunch of noise and bring attention to them cuz that's what they don't want. That's all strategic now. That's good. I like that. Use your anger for good, kind of like the Hulk. <laughs> I like I would that. Want to see what me. part of you is the same? What do you think hasn't changed? Oh, it's the candy. <laughs> I, 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 everyone knows this. I, I consume way too much candy. Processed candy, sweets, sugars, sours, gummies, Skittles, Starbursts. Uh, jelly beans, it doesn't matter, bro. It's everything but chocolate, let's keep it real. Um, yeah, that hasn't changed and that I did try to change. Didn't work <laughs> that. I, I have the same issue, I go on diets all the time, lose a bunch of weight and then I just all of a sudden realize, oh yeah, candy exists. And when you have it in the house, I'll just late, especially I enjoy marijuana every now and again and probably more now than again. And <laughs> and as soon as I'm sitting there late night and my lady's asleep and so she's not there to hit the food out of my hand, I end up going back to that. I always take two <laughs> items, two Starbursts, two little belts and put it and then sit down and I'm going back to that door like 19 times. <laughs> not, I don't cut, even myself then. Yeah, cut through cut through the red the, the, all of the repetition and the red tape. Just go and get the whole bag. Buy yeah. the economy size and just slowly get through it. Doesn't mean you have to eat it all. True. It's just it's more cost effective. True. I also did a, a similar snack innovation recently. I don't know if anybody's done this before. This this was I was very proud of this a couple of years ago. One night I was getting cereal late night, which occasionally could be delicious late night. You get a cereal with a little sweet in there. And the issue is you always finish the cereal, you sit on the couch, and there's still milk left in the bowl. I brought a backup refill of cereal in a cup <laughs> next to me and I filled <laughs> it in the milk. <laughs> Solid, right? <laughs> it's like when you're eating McDonald's Sorry. like fries, you finish your fries and you look in the bag and there's more bag fries. You just got your backup. Yes, you count on that pretty much. You count on another yeah. four to seven fries down there. If they're not it's, in there, you you got ripped off. To be it's honest. the five paying for like, that. whoa, there was no fries that fell in the bag. If you put this in cautiously, that's not what we expect from McDonald's. <laughs> that's the five guys thing, right? Five guys does that on purpose. 
think yeah. I, uh, no, there's it's a rule. In fact, I saw Five Guys trending. I think two three weeks ago on Twitter. I was like, what happened to Five Guys? Because oh, you guys are familiar with Five Guys. First, yeah. just cross that. Yeah, line. it's the okay. grossest. Yeah, I hate it. It's Ray so. Vonham, are you a, are you a vegetarian? Yeah, I am, that's but not, I've had Five Guys before before I went vegetarian, and I hated it then too. Oh, I thought you've been separately from your food habits. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Um, no, no, it's uh, the the purpose that was it was trending because people were talking about how you're an idiot if you order anything but the mini Five Guys fry cup, which is let's see the size of the mic. Yeah, see my mic. Anyway, it's about four inches tall of a cup. It's small, it's a very small cup. But you watch them after you go and get your burger, they put it in a bag, you can see it. They scoop up, they scoop your fries up in this small cup and in a, and put it in the bag. Then there's this scooping ladle thing that goes in the fries itself. And they get a full a full ladle or whatever it is. I don't know kitchen utensils apparently. <laughs> and they scoop that and just dump it on everything in your bag. So you get you get more in that second scoop than you do in the entire cup that you ordered. And it's mm-hmm. all over the bag. And every time, I, if your bag from Five Guys, it's a paper bag. If it's not greasy at the bottom, looks like it's gonna break through. You've gotten the wrong Five Guys. I like that. I heard originally it was supposed to be four guys, and then the fifth guy showed up, and he was like, "I got an idea for the fries." <laughs> They're like, "We're making this Five Guys." That was an innovation in fries. But I digress. Ravana, <laughs> tell us about your evolution as a human. What's the same and what's different from when you were young? Er. Okay. Um. What is is my face messed up on your screen too? But oh yes, it is. Yeah, I think that's the first change we've seen from you since your younger days. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I didn't used to be a cyborg. (laughs) I Uh, totally like it. Well, can I turn my camera? Is that gonna mess everything up? Can I turn it off and back on? Try it. It'll be fine. We can hear you. It'll be a radio show for a moment. There There it is. That was the biggest change I've gone through, actually. (laughs) Um, No, I think so. um, Please, God, please don't let my mom be watching this. I started smoking weed when I was 13. Uh, and there's, you know, I didn't grow up in the best neighborhood. There wasn't much, much to do except for hang out inside the slide at the elementary school and smoke, <laughs> smoke, smoke mids. Like it was not good weed, but get ripped <laughs> off. But, but um, I smoked until I was 22. And then I just said, I'm done. And haven't smoked weed since. So, but I mean, like personality-wise, um, kind of like. I'm sorry. Can we? Can we, don't forget the personality wise because I want to explore the weed, um, <laughs> if I could. Okay. I, I, I'm sorry. Maybe there's other part of me as I interrupt. Sorry, you guys. Um. So wait, wait. How? I don't want to. Again, I don't like throwing throwing out people's ages if they don't want to. How long ago was that when you stopped? Two years ago. I'm 24. Tell me exactly how long ago it was. Maybe 20. <laughs> Dude, when you stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like two years ago. Yeah, I was two like, there's no way Ravana's that old. It's not like she's 30 years old and this has been eight years of right. her not smoking. Um, it sound like it's been 20 years of not smoking. <laughs> and ever since then, I have not touched it. How long? It's been a month. Been <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> what was it? Because I've heard from like I, I I was a late, 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 late bloomer. Like I, I started partaking. Just before the pandemic, I think. And um, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wait, wow, <laughs> wow, it's crazy. 
Was um, it Anna? Was she a bad influence? <laughs> no, not at all. I've never actually been around uh, Anna in, in that state. Uh, it'd probably be fun. I've been around anyone really. I didn't know yeah, Anna spoke. This is great updates I'm learning here today. <laughs> she has, at least we're not uh, like revealing any of her secrets. She has said that on air. So I wanna make sure that figured, um, in case she hasn't, I wanna make sure that she thinks or knows that I think that she did. Oh, Anyways, and said, please don't ever tell anybody this, but I smoke weed all the time. <laughs> Should I share that? Or <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, um, so the question is like, I've heard this from other folks that have said, yeah, I quit. I smoked forever. I got to stop. Um, but was it like a day? Was it an event? Did something happen? Did you feel a certain way? And you're like, ah, I don't want to feel this way anymore. Or this reminds me of something I don't want to feel like. Maybe something happened. At now, 16, you're like, yeah, that one time I smoked, now it feels that way most times, and I don't want to feel that way. Yeah, so I don't know. So, like, I was smoking quite a bit. By the time I was 18, me and my friends were smoking like two blunts a day on average, and then more Jeez. if there was a party or whatever. Um, and I still go out of my way if, if I see someone who's like rolling a blunt, I'm like, no, step aside. Let me roll this. I won't <laughs> smoke it. I just. I want to roll it. But. You know you're committed when you're good at rolling it. Cause I, I've been smoking it for 20 plus years. I still can't roll them at all. Well, I don't want to like admit to doing crime, but it was illegal in Illinois until very recently. And so we would, I would drive around in my mom's minivan with, and this is so embarrassing, my uh, LSAT's prep book on my lap that I had gotten <laughs> from a friend, but she took the LSAT. I never opened it, not once to study for the LSAT, but I use it as a rolling tray. Was <laughs> sitting Solid. in the car, oftentimes driving, <laughs> trying I'm to roll this a hard cover book because a soft cover book would be very difficult in a car to try to roll a joint on. Yeah, no, it was a hard cover book, yeah. thankfully. I have narcolepsy, so I'm tired all the time. And it was just as time went on, I was like, every time I smoke, I just want to fall asleep. I just want to go to sleep. I'm so tired. And uh, at a certain point, I was like, I, and I literally taking medication so that I'm not tired all the time. Oh. It's just got, I gotta stop. That it's sucks. Like, and you yeah. have not dived deep into the differences between indica and sativa, and sativa might keep you up. And because I only discovered indica like a year ago and realized I can actually relax on weed, <laughs> my mind going nuts till five in the morning and not sleeping. So yeah, strains. It didn't make a difference for me, no matter what it was. I was just like, like. Falling asleep at the at the function, right? I'm at the party, knocked out in the corner at at 7 p.m. or whatever. Like it was, <laughs> I mean, I was a liability at that point for my friends because it <laughs> it would look like right I was passed out drunk or something, but I was just too I was too sleepy <laughs> to go to sleep immediately. <laughs> it was a genuine nap. You could have woken up and driven a car or been oh, 100%. very focused. <laughs> that's I'm sorry, don't forget. See, I told you, please let's not forget the five points that you're gonna get to because this reminds me more because uh uh Ben, you asked um um oh you asked her. She just reminded me of a question I want to ask her about what she oh yeah, with the with falling asleep. Um and, and sativas and indicas. I was when I approached this because I was older when I decided to start doing this stuff, I would like did full research or I asked not yeah. myself. I didn't do my research. I'm on you kidding me, please. I went to people since there's dispensaries everywhere now and I was like, teach me. What is this? <laughs> and what's that? What does that mean? What does that percentage mean? What about this? Why this one? And I just asked them so many questions. I was like, sorry, I'm making you my uh, educator on this whole thing. And um, I'm sure I was frustrating people, but I had to know everything. So I learned that immediately and still forgot it because it was confusing to me. But I can sleep on anything. If I'm tired, <laughs> it's over. Alcohol, of course. But then like 
Sativa, indica, what's the difference? Who cares? I'm going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but not right away. I, I can stay awake on either one. But if I'm like ready to go to sleep, bro, I, I can I can drink a cup of coffee, take an energy shot, drink a, a monster energy drink, and then knock out. It's just I'm the exact opposite. Good. I don't need any substance and I can stay awake as long as I want. If I'm focused on something, if I'm working on something, I can be up till 8 a.m. I've pulled 25 all-nighters in the last Jeez. two months since I started doing Rebel HQ videos three times a week. For almost everyone, I'm up. I stupidly made my deadline 7 a.m. and I'm up till 7 or 8 a.m. every <laughs> single Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday finishing these videos. It has been not healthy. This is not the best place I've ever been in my life. I need to talk to my therapist about this on Thursday, but this is where I'm at. Well, how much are you putting in your videos that it's- I'm it getting elaborate on these videos. They've had oh. several times asked me to be less elaborate in these videos. I'm doing like diatribes. I'm going like Rachel Maddow, 12 minute monologues. Yeah. I'm scripting them out. I'm researching heavily. I'm trying to point by point destroy these evil minded Republicans that are literally just <laughs> somehow poisoning the well of all of or half the country's brains and we can't crack the code. I'm trying to crack the code to break through. and. And it's affecting my sleep. You're That's professor. crazy. My most watched Rebel HQ video is me showing a guy who got out of his car during, <laughs> he's like stopped at a stop sign for too long. The guy behind him started to have road rage, got mad at him. So the, the first driver gets out of his car and he starts dancing at him. And it's just me like, watch him dance. Here's me putting <laughs> other music behind him dancing. Woo! And then it has a million views. <laughs> How, um how, how late did you stay up doing that? <laughs> it took me all of 45 minutes. But that was copy that. Uh, Carmel, you're right. I'm spending too much time on this video. David Schuster has a video with like a, like almost two million views. That's like deer falls off waterfall and live. I remember seeing that and just being mad about it because wow. I was like. That video got two million. I made a video about the teachers' union fight in Chicago, and then he put out deer falls off waterfall and lives. And I was like, I would click that video a million times a day. Like, the deer didn't get pushed by a Karen off of the waterfall. None of that. <laughs> no, it just fell off the Okay, I really need to reassess some of my topics here. Yeah. Point takedown of the 40 page GOP Republican platform. I mean, they don't get that anymore. No. that. Because you know what Schuster said on that video? You didn't see his face. I never saw this one, but this is my vision of what I, <laughs> from what I know about what Schuster does on these videos. You don't see Schuster, you see the video of the deer. And he goes, here's a deer. He fell off of the, what is it a waterfall or cliff? It was a waterfall, yeah. Falls off the waterfall and it pauses while he's in mid-fall. I'm telling you, he's really good. David yeah. Schuster is really good <laughs> at what he does, man. Oh, yeah. I see it, I'm like, why didn't I think of that? It's so simple and so right. But if you try to duplicate it, it's not gonna work. Yeah. It's his voice. It's yeah. like, you have to do what he does for a living. Like he yeah. didn't choose to go into this field. They were oh. like, you can't choose another career path. Your voice stipulates that you <laughs> must do broadcasting. Full on broadcaster voice, he's like, Put yourself in the mind of the deer. You're like, wow, <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Also, I'm hoping he ended that video. And again, I did not see it. I'm hoping he ended that video saying the moral of the story. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ben was sitting there going, man, this guy is right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so Ravana. Is that the main thing that's changed? Is it used to smoke and now you don't? 
No, I um I was a really messy kid. I had like just so disorganized. I was always coming into class with, and I've always been like a, a goody two shoes or whatever, aside from smoking weed, I guess, and like doing degenerate crap with my friends growing up. But I mean, you that's know, like definition of not goody two shoes. Yeah, but, but I mean, like with with school, I was I always got good grades. I always turned everything on time. But when I make when I say turned it in on time, I mean like. Like you making Rebel HQ videos, stayed up all night working on a project that I had months to do. Or like I'm walking in doing my homework on my <laughs> on my notebook, walking into class because I didn't do it ahead of time or writing it on the bus. Oh, God. Yes. And my handwriting's already bad enough. So I didn't need to add a bus to that. But um <laughs> but then yeah, I mean my room was always like a horrendous disaster, just clothes everywhere, like just could never stay organized. And I, like JR was saying, just one day I was like, uh, my friend came over and they were like, I don't want to hang out in your room. It's gross. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, this is embarrassing. And just, I said, okay, no more. I'm a, I'm going to be organized now. I'm going to keep my room clean. I'm like going to stay organized in my life. And I mean, I am <laughs> an extraordinarily, uh, I don't know if I could, in the context, it's not a bad word. I'm like anally clean, right? Like <laughs> super organized, like everything has to be in the right spot. And like I've been <laughs> going hard uh, on my my living room, which I've recently uh, renamed the comfort zone, mm. like putting pieces together to make it like the most comfortable living room possible. I got the nicest pink rug. I have a rug addiction. I quit weed, but now I have a rug addiction. <laughs> I, I can't, I see a nice rug on Facebook Marketplace. I buy a nice rug on Facebook. Where do you put multiple exactly. rugs? I got exactly. one With extra rugs. I got a hallway runner. I've got my living room rug. I got my <laughs> rug in here, my rug in my bedroom. I'm getting another rug to go. My my current room is, is moving out. My friend's moving in. I'm getting a rug for her room that I'm picking out. Because <laughs> You're about to start wearing a rug on your head just for the love of the game. <laughs> to be honest, like, I'm sorry. If you had seen these rugs, you would understand, okay? The pink rug is on theme. It matches my living room. It's perfect. I feel it was that. the perfect piece to tie the room together. I'm I, sorry. It's just like the only thing bringing me joy right now. <laughs> nice. I absolutely believe you. This is good sales. You perfectly <laughs> described who I was in high school as well, as well as far as being disorganized and a mess and not keeping myself in order. And I realized, you know, as you grow up, you, you got to change certain things and certain things you don't do well at changing because you both put lines in the sand and were able to change from that day forward. And just in this, in the interest of honesty, since we're talking about it, I try to present a nice image here on camera, but <laughs> let me just pan my camera for a second, <laughs> just off frame. Just look at this. Oh, right there. oh my God. <laughs> Not ideal. Damn it, Ben! You look like a guy that stays up all night doing Rebel HQ videos. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> but the frame uh, is perfect. It's a nice background. Looks you. great. Yeah. Uh, this is the other part about this though is um, I feel like I need to step up because so far in the 30 minutes almost that we've gone here, we've got um, American Booty and Annally Clean. I feel like I need a title <laughs> to associate myself with because this is just picture how far we're gonna go in the bonus 40 minutes show right after this. So if you want to do it, we're done. Here in about 20 minutes, you can go right now to tyt.com slash join, become a member, and you'll be able to see the uncensored second half of the show. I mean, can you even go further? <laughs> you had a really good line, JR, when I was on watch list one time. It was um 
Ah, it was a it was a Capitol Hill rioter. It in oh. his morning insurrection. Cause he had he got arrested naked. <laughs> I was so glad you were there for that one. Cause it's sometimes I say certain things or approach certain stories depending on who the guest is on the show, so that they either flow with that or they get it or they may laugh at my ridiculous jokes. <clears throat> and um I knew I was like, I, I thought of it as he was walking in the video as he's walking out in his underwear. And I was like, oh perfect, Ravon is that she's totally gonna like this joke. <laughs> very, very nice pun. I would have I would have also gone with. He had some morning wood, you overthrow your democracy. <laughs> In, sorry, I'm drinking beer. Nice, I like <laughs> I like that. So you brought up the, the insurrection, which, which has been on my mind for obvious reasons. The hearings, I think have been pretty fantastic how we've been able to see in real time a very well made case, rationally made before the American people. It's very helpful that Liz Cheney, who normally in normal times I would not be a fan of, but is kind of being a hero right now and is helping lay this case out and has got some pretty good hard ass Republican pedigree. A lot of people got to respect on that side, the Cheney family, she definitely has got some gravitas. And it seems so clearly laid out and you hear murmurs that it's affecting people. Maybe the party's moving on from Trump, maybe the party a little bit, they're abandoning him and, and even Fox is abandoning him. Yet at the same time, I still feel like we are so unable right now as a nation to dispel this total BS. We're, we're unable to even when laid out perfectly because I think Trump just cracked the system, right? And we're living in like officially this post-truth era where there is no way to hold on to a fact. People just say, "Oh, that was a lie. That was a media cover-up. That was a conspiracy. That's the way they want you to think about it." Oh, it's a hundred percent fabricated. That's not real video. So, I guess my question is, what's your assessment? Do you think that we are beyond the point of no return for truth? Will we ever be able to cut through this BS? And what do you think is the fate for Trump going to be here? What's the fate we want? For Trump, do we want him to be indicted and go to jail, or is that going to make him a martyr? Do we want him to run against DeSantis and then splinter the party, and so the Democrats sweep in November and in 2024? What's your thoughts? Oh, oh, you know, I've never thought about it in the in the manner of is it too late to come back from? Because in the kind of stuff that we do, <clears throat> the shows that we all do, and the Rebel HQ stuff that we do, um, it's based in this mindset. That we're fighting against us getting somewhere, and I never—that's such a good question, Ben. It kind of flipped my head upside down, and now you may have made me go for the negative approach to life. Sorry but about that. <laughs> I because flip it's a good to Jr. for yeah. the rest of his life. This is a this is one of those moments that is changing his personality. Change the whole damn thing. I need Ravon to roll me like 105 joints on a book right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'll roll go up home. in my mom's minivan. <laughs> it's. But I never thought about whether or not it can be reeled back because when I think about it in that term, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because again, we used to dream about this during the Bush administration when we first started the W administration when I first started here at TYT, and I was like, well, um, yeah, I mean, this guy's here. We've gotten to this point, but it's like as soon as he's done, we're moving on. That doesn't happen anymore. There's a legacy of an energy and a mindset that the country collectively has, either on one side or the other, that is just based in negativity. I remember when we even said, if we can get rid of George W. Bush before he does enough damage, then maybe our shows can be talking about fun, random things anymore. The reason we do old school is because the show used to just kind of be this, right? 
the basically, and then we talk politics, but we wouldn't do it so much so as, oh my God, that war just got started. Look at all the people that we're murdering. Although that's always happened in this country. But when we saw it firsthand and starting a war based off of something like 9-11, that was one of the basis for us going so angry about what our political systems are doing and how people are being fooled by it. And after that happened, and then it continued on down this negative road, we haven't flipped it. We're not going back to just talking about random fun stuff because the world is so great because everyone's got healthcare and they've got a decent opportunity at a job and they've got a, a, a good chance at growing up and raising their kids and crime is lowered because there's fewer people that need the necessity, feel like they have a necessity of doing things like that. All this is out of control, bro. I don't know. I'm about to give up. He <laughs> <laughs> just logs off the call, <laughs> walks oh, away. You're a newfound smoker because you need something then if you're about to give up. Yeah, because how do you pull it back? I would love for it to to be pulled back for people who have suddenly believe that Donald Trump is the is the second coming of Jesus. How do you pull that back? Because when he's gone in whichever form, which is losing another election, getting old age, indictment, jail, whatever. They're not going away. They are worshiping this guy, no matter what. Jesus ain't yeah. here either, but yeah. people are still worshiping. It's a strong point. So, I mean, I, I, I suppose I, I have like a really low opinion of of the capabilities of the Democrats to do anything good. So, I mean, I always describe them as impotent. I, I think that's a good feckless and impotent is how how I see them. So, at the end of this, I think nothing's going to happen. Ideally. Trump is sent to prison for the rest of his life, but they give him his Twitter account back so that he can tweet from jail. I think that he should be, he's got some of the funniest tweets I've ever seen in my life. He should be able to do it forever, but behind bars and only about like award shows and celebrity <laughs> drama. <laughs> That's the plea deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plea deal. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that. A good solution. I mean, not well. Before I get to the solution, I think a nice scenario when it comes to Trump would be if he does go to jail for the rest of his life. And I think he would probably get elected president of the jail, of the jail population. He'd be great there. I think he'd be pretty popular. He'd be like, listen, we're gonna work on making the bland meat a little less bland. Okay, I <laughs> promise you that. We're gonna build a wall of hoagies on the side of. I mean, he'll just he'll have a bunch of rhetoric. It'll inspire people in the jail. They'll be. He'll he'll be the, the the king the king of his own domain there, but as far as the country, how you get back? And and I I would not give him his Twitter account back. I think that would be I mean, but but if you limit him just to celebrities, fine, I agree. Because I used to say like we should trade him like year two years into his presidency, I said I used to think all he all he wants is to be the most famous comedian in the world. That's what he does. He does arena tours. He basically does what Kevin yeah. Hart goes yeah. out there and does, yeah. or what Fluffy goes out there and does. He's going out there and just riffing a, a comedy show for an hour and he loves the laughter and the attention. Let him sell tickets, let him sell out. But just again, just talking about light stuff, but he's gone too far now and he had to commit so many crimes by the end and tr truly attempted overthrow of our democracy that it's too late for that now. So hopefully he goes to jail. Of course, I will make him a martyr and it'll be even harder to combat some of the Republican extremism because of that. So in that way, I'm a little conflicted on it. But I think the only chance we have to come back and why I haven't given up all hope, even though I do have moments where I'm you know, a little stone feeling nice and I turn the news on, I'm like, no, wow, does this keep permeating? <laughs> I think we, we should have hit our rock bottom already as far as disinformation and total greed and 
total using of the Republican base, manipulating them into into voting against their interests and against facts that would whatever suit their lives. We need to hit that rock bottom, and if we're not there yet, we will be soon. And we need to start some sort of truth commission. And it's like a weird, it's very hard thing to navigate and figure out how you do it. But we have to start enforcing and strengthening some of our FCC laws, some of our broadcasting laws as far as broadcasting disinformation, calling things news, revoking news licenses if if a network is proven time and time again by unbiased apolitical organizations to be truly just sowing discord and chaos for ratings. You have to be shut down. You cannot. It's it it is the equivalent at this point of shouting fire in a crowded theater. So mm-hmm. I'm not advocating for censorship. I'm not advocating for taking away anybody's First Amendment rights. But like anything, you have to do it responsibly. You have a right to own a gun in this country. You can't go running into a theater and shooting people. If you do, you get locked in jail. It has to be the same thing. We have to figure a way to just finally shut down these bad actors that have for far too long acted as though it's okay to play games with the country, to play games with truly 300 million people and then 8 billion people because America does lead so much of what then happens worldwide. And it just has to be stuff, it is not okay anymore. And if we figure out how to do that, maybe we got a shot. It's such a good thought and this is what is is weird because many times this movement, I'll think about this MAGA movement. is based in such ridiculousness, stupidity, um, belief in in fantasy stories, right? And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. they don't plan these things out. They're dumb. They're stupid. And maybe that's underestimated because of all the forces surrounding or people who are using it for their own political gain, power, money, anything like that. They sometimes think enough of these steps ahead. So sure, because this isn't a radical idea, by the way. In case people listen to what Ben said, as far as like uh, limiting. The way broadcasting and, and, and publications put out absolute blatant disinformation and it's accepted as mainstream normalcy. Other countries don't do that. Well, some other countries don't do that. The ones that we like to call allies and modernized countries that are walking into the next century with the right mindset. All those countries, many of them don't do that or, or do do that, but we don't. So they put forward enough of a plan now that if anybody decides to start changing that up and be like, listen, we can have to rein this in because this is actually dangerous and people are dying based on it. What they've already said many times is they're gonna come for you. They've been saying they've been coming for your guns since guns, right? Because maybe one day, because they've opened this up to the point where literally everyone has guns and more than guns and semi-automatic guns and then rifles and then bazookas and then grenades and all that. And they expanded to that point and someone says, okay, we're gonna have to limit the weapons. They go, I told you they're coming for our guns. So it convinces those same idiots that they were right in this prediction that they're coming for your guns, even though they've never come for your guns. Same way when it comes to limiting this level of disinformation and violent rhetoric. From these publications, as soon as you put something in place to say, we're gonna have to chill with this, they're gonna go, I told you they're coming to censor us. And they're gonna believe it and they're gonna get more radicalized. It's almost like the solution will breed more violence. Yes, let me let me share a ray of hope in response to that. But the big one of the one of the many horrible things Trump has unleashed, but in some ways the biggest is that he's sort of enable he's empowered these millions of racists and bigots that have forever that for so many decades had been kind of pushed into at least being quiet about it 
right? They would still be racist around their Thanksgiving table and they'd be bigoted or in, in, in private circles, but they kind of knew that's not accepted in common society anymore, in polite society. And so we were evolving past it because they knew that that's how they believe they're not gonna change, but they were kind of dying out. And their kids are realizing like, you can't talk that way. So if you wanna have a life out in life, you have to be able to play by the rules of modern society, by polite society. And that unleashed and unwound so many decades of it with Trump. And so, yes, I think they will, you're right, JR, say, oh, I told you they're gonna censor us. But what it's gonna also do, hopefully, is it'll just not give them the ability to complain about it very publicly, because that in and of itself will be disproved, that that will be, its own version of disinformation. So you can say it around your kitchen table if you want, but you're not gonna be able to spread that and create a movement around. They are trying to squelch our free speech. No, because your free speech is inciting death and insurrection and tyranny in our country. And that's just not allowed in the constitution that they claim to hold so dear. Even if there is like a lack of substantive, uh, you know, means to address this. So like if if the government doesn't step in and like actually, you know, uh more strictly regulate these news networks. I mean, Newsmax is allowed to put news in its name. Right. There's not a true thing <laughs> on there, but while they have half the screen selling gold democracy coins on the other yeah. half of the screen. <laughs> the the doomsday prepper buckets too. Tim Pool's really into those that. disgusting slosh buckets. But anyway, I mean, even if that never like there is no uh, you know, they don't step in and actually take care of it. They're always gonna say that they're being censored. It's any criticism of them is censorship. If you, if you make a video talking about how uh, Newsmax spreads lies. That's censorship. If um, you know their videos don't get enough views on YouTube, somehow that's it's the evil algorithm and that's censorship. Uh, and you, so even if you don't actually take this action to to try to curb the misinformation they're spreading, they're still cur- like claiming right now that they're being censored. So I, I feel like that doesn't matter either way because they're gonna they're gonna do it regardless. They're bad faith actors. These are <laughs> you know. Crappy people, crappy networks that don't care about anything but making money. So true, but the but the but again, raise the hope. Trying to unwind the darkness I brought us into. The raise the hope there are moments where we need much more of, like Bannon being found guilty just the other day of of uh, helping to push this big lie and knowing it was happening and being a big creator of it. Despite the facts, we're gonna push this well. He needs to then also now be sentenced to the full maximum term possible under that. Alex Jones now facing you know, the sentencing of how much money he's gonna have to indeed pay to these families that he has maligned and terrorized for so many years, pretending that Sandy Hook is a hoax just so he could sell more conspiracy theories and more of his t-shirts and his own prepper buckets and all of it. And we just need to really diligently hold all of these people to account. And that's why I also hold a lot of hope in the Jan 6 committee because they're trying to do that at the top levels. And I love how the last hearing was also trying to really put some good stabs, some good verbal stabs into McConnell and to McCarthy and into Holly and these guys that mm-hmm. are the leaders of their party. And they're saying they're truly just being hypocrites. Here's what they say privately, here's what they say to you. Here's how they say they'll they'll stand up and fight. Here's how they're running like little babies through the hallway and you know, kind of skipping away from the people that they claim to to support. And they're focusing mostly on the guy at the very top. And um so it might be a, a, a small price to pay if Trump does end up getting indicted and in a miracle, in a wonderful uh, 
result ends up going to prison, yes, there will be a lot of people that will see him as a martyr, but he'll also be in prison. And I don't say we we are resetting the future a little bit and having a line that we don't cross anymore. I also think they did a really good job at making that hearing entertaining because so many hearings for you know whatever matters it's just so endlessly boring. But they they put bloopers in there. (laughs) <laughs> like there was something for the whole family in there. Like the video, like I mean, Josh uh, Holly running like yeah. a chicken was super memeable. I mean, they present. I mean, and it was at night, so people were off of work. They were able to watch it. I do think that like adding some entertainment value into that, like you kind of happy. No one's gonna watch it if it's not entertaining. And like as interesting as the facts are of the case, and like as jaw dropping as some of the uh, internal organizing of the you know insurrection is. You know, if you're real, if you really want to get the people engaged, yeah, throw those bloopers in there. Have Trump not being able to say the word yeah. yesterday. That's important. Yeah. That word's very difficult for me. Yesterday, yesterday, that word's very hard for me. Let's take it out. Can we take it out? They should have added full on America's Funniest Home Videos blooper sound effect. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't tell yesterday. <laughs> what was the splat sound? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, Wild. It's a good point, Ravana, because uh, when you talked about what makes them upset, uh, not makes them upset, but what but what has become the entertaining side of this entire thing from the January 6th committee hearings. When it started, and it was that first hearing in primetime, this one just last week was also, I believe, the second one that was in primetime. The complainers from the conservative uh, wing of, of the party were talking about how, look, they've got this filmmaker. Look, they've got this documentarian. Look, they've got Hollywood there. And I was like, oh, this is actually be pretty good. They've gotten help from people who know how to produce things and actually make something watchable. I was like, this sounds really good. And I think that's gonna turn people off. If nothing else, that's basically telling everyone, this is not gonna be a boring hearing. Right. Like if yeah. I was uninterested in it, like again, okay, Benghazi was however many long, however many sessions long with Hillary Clinton sitting there like this. Mm-hmm. Right, 11, 12 hours, whatever it was. Yeah, and <laughs> I didn't watch any of it. Um, but because that was this typical, you know, I mean, there was fiery stuff in there. I've seen pieces, of course, since, but I wasn't watching it the way I watched every minute of these hearings and each day that they do it. Because there's something next. You're like, you're almost on the edge of your seat. What's next? Oh, there's footage. Oh, let's see that. Like, you don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. If I, you have and to get up and go uh, roll a J. <laughs> then, mm-hmm. you have to, then you're gonna miss something. It's they, they've created that way, and they knew it was gonna be worth watching that way. We just gotta get more people watching it. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to learn since you're new, Jr., to keep your weed closer to the television. <laughs> That's part of it. You should have to get up at any point <laughs> watching. But uh, that is a good point, and it shows you how well produced and orchestrated the thing is, and how well presented it is at how scared Fox News was of it at the very beginning. I mean, one of the low moments and a perfect example of the kind of thing that just proves yet again how they are a a disinformation machine is when the first hearing came out, not only did they not cover it, but they went two hours commercial free during the hearing. (laughs) Normally commercial free (laughs) to show something uninterrupted. This is the first time in history something has been commercial free to make sure you don't have a chance to see the thing. Yep. I mean, that is mind-boggling. Wow. It was we shameless. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about that when it happened. But this is the thing: I'm a victim of the news cycle, like everyone else, right? I remember that, but I don't bring that up. Like that should be repeated. Yes. It's yeah. I'm worried that Josh Hawley. I put it in my stand-up. Whole- that, should, that is in my stand-up now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it, it should I be repeated. Repeat we forget that we have to repeat things. Just because you know, Hannah John, Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram repeat the same thing over and over, and the Tucker Carlson over and over and over and over again. We're like, we still talk about it, but for some reason, at least from my perspective, I guess we'll say it, then we'll mention it again, and there's so many more tragic things happening. We move on to the next. It's got to be pointed out again. Josh Hawley ran. Josh Hawley fist pumped at supporters or at insurrections and then ran. Say it in, in August, yep. September, November. Say it in 2023. I don't care. It should be said over and over and over and over again. Strong, very strong point, and a strong point to end the major part of the show with now. Oh, we still have two minutes. Is ending early a bad thing? Okay, great. Ending early is bad. I'm gonna go two more minutes. All right, I had a great <laughs> lamp off, but I'm gonna wait. I was looking at the clock when we started a minute late, so that, that's, that's true. That's on me. Listen, I'll say <laughs> what I was gonna say now, but we have to get much better at our messaging, of course, and that's one of the other big problems. As you said, Ravana, how feckless the Democrats are. I mean, I've just never seen a group of people get beaten up so badly and just keep saying, can I have another? I'm cool with it, that's fine. It's so ridiculous. As I've said so many times, like I, I really, in times like this, I so do not agree with when they go low, we go high. It's mm -hmm. ineffective. You can't do it when you're being beaten in a war. We're literally losing a war for the future. And you're gonna say, oh, let me just uh, dust off and shake your hand, good sir. No, you're literally trying to ruin the country. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna smack the word we will say in about 30 seconds <laughs> in our bonus episode. If you go to tyt.com slash join, you can become a member and you can see the second half of the show where all things are let loose. We're gonna talk about the behind the scenes and the extreme things of what we were hinting at during this first half of the show. <laughs> You're gonna see us get to that next level. And uh, last thoughts, anything you'd like to wrap up with? JR, last word? Uh, I'm feeling a little more hopeful. I, I do think you flipped me a little bit now. Good. Not that I was ever going to quit in the first place, but <laughs> you know what? I do see it a little bit of an avenue. Thank you for flipping Great, that back. What an emotional journey, mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, I also disagree with uh, when they go low, we go high. When they go low, I'm kicking dirt in their eyes. <laughs> yes, as I say, when they go low, it's a perfect chance to step on them. They're down. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, I think that is a perfect time to inspire us all to fight a little harder, to be a little bit more. A hardcore version of ourselves, which us three will be in just a few moments in the bonus episode of Old School here at TYT. Go to tyt.com slash join, become a member. And if you can't today, thank you, consider it for the future. And thanks for being with us today. My special thanks to Ravana and JR Jackson. What a conversation, loved it. I'm Ben Glebe, thank you for being with us here on Old School.